What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Bold Take. going to start out this episode with a little advertisement. I'm going to start out this advertisement with a tweet. And the tweet is from at Jalen Ramsey. So if I schedule an Uber at a certain time, but they come 20 minutes late because of the app's mess up, do I get my money back? Well, Jalen, you wouldn't have this issue if you had called Boz Executive Transportation at 904-887-0763. You know why? Because Boz provides the best chauffeured service in town at reasonable prices. Is he ever 20 minutes late? I don't think so. So what you want to do is give him a call if you need a ride and a banging whip at 904-887-0763. You can go to his Twitter. It's at Jax Boz, J-A-X-B-O-Z. You can hit the little DM button. He'll give you a ride from a DM. So listen, don't, I've been trying to tell you guys about these ride sharing apps. If you're in Jacksonville, you just hit up Boss. It's that simple. You don't have to worry about these ride sharing apps and their apps messing up, being 20 minutes late, you know, getting your money back. If you call Jack's Boss Executive Transportation, you're not going to like a call center rep or a phone tree, okay? You're talking to the man himself, all right? Give him a call. 904-887-0763. He is an essential worker, by the way. So if you need a ride, if it's an essential that you take a ride, go for it. Love you guys, Duval County. Let's go. Welcome to the post-draft 2020 bold take. Cap and Dillard. Championship. (laughs) Put it in the books. Never been happier. Before we get to the draft, we have to touch on something. Um, We've lost another great nickname, R.I.P. Elantro. Any thoughts? I missed the name that you said. Cilantro. Oh, cilantro. Oh, oh shit. Man. Right. Cilantro. Pour one out. Pour one Either out. It tastes cilantro. great or it tastes like soap. That's what the rumors say anyway. But we did gain a good a good name that I'm sure we're going to have some stuff for, and that's uh, LaVisca, right? Hasta LaVisca? Hasta LaVisca, baby. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. So he's the favorite, right? He's everybody's favorite pick? Definitely mine. I raise my hand. Yeah, uh, we can uh, see, see you raising your hand there, buddy. <laughs> um, he's, yeah, he's he's definitely. I don't know that it's even close to me. So you know, I know we'll get into a little bit of draft talk, or are we getting into that right now? Let's hop into it. Let's hop into it, shall we? Yeah. Um, so so just like that, that's it. Like like my man Cilantro got a whole like eight seconds, not hey, even. Like, that's a shout out. Okay, he got a shout out. That was it. Cilantro. Gone. <laughs> Fucking 
finito. He's we'll out of here. We'll come up with a new spice for the next for the next. Is cilantro a spice or an herb? Herb and spice, yeah. You're an herb. <laughs> herb. <laughs> What's up, herb? At least I'm not a herb. It's true. Could be a herb. I'm more herb than herb. Yeah. You guys got your favorite pick, like your favorite prospect. Oh, is that what we're going to talk about? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I got CJ Henderson and you got – Leviscus yeah, Chanel. You guys, you guys both. CJ's your favorite? <laughs> no. <laughs> that was the, the universal take on last week's pod was uh, the, the one guy I don't want from both of you is CJ Henderson. It's true. Yeah. I'm guilty. Here we are. <laughs> oh, you know Who'd what? Have thought? You know what? Was, <laughs> Look at us now. Oh. <laughs> you think he was the pick because you guys both universally wanted him? Man, you know, he'll probably end up being – the best player from the draft, too. like you know, that we picked too. Like that's just how it works. Yeah. Um, and two, I feel like last week, like we recorded on Tuesday or whatever day before the draft, and I felt like I didn't want him because I knew there was a very high probability we were going to end up with him. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, it, well, let's no, let's let's dig into in a that sense, a little bit, though, well, shall we? Let's, yeah, I just I just let's dig into that. Full I mean, circle, though. Yeah, but like, what were the layers behind why you didn't want him? Was it because you just don't trust the Jaguars to actually pick a good player? No, it's just because yeah. he played at Florida. Okay, and that's then, honestly the only reason why I didn't want him. But because I didn't want him. The last player we outright drafted that I did not want anything to do with was Leonard Fournette. And here we are. <laughs> here we are. Look at us now. <laughs> Who'd have thought? So it just kind of makes me wonder, like, he could be a Leonard Fournette-type player, be a solid two, speaking in terms of corner, and, like, he'll be an acceptable cornerback for us. But – for what we want, and this isn't fair to him, we want him to replace Jalen Ramsey. We just had one of the most badass corners that's like probably ever played on our team, and it's as a player yeah, on Sunday between one and four. Yeah, um, the guy was a beast. So, yeah. <laughs> are we going to be able to get? <laughs> are we going to be able to get anything close in terms of? ability from cj henderson sure we could he's he's long as hell so that's kind of cool i think his arms are a little short but he's tall lanky he's like Looks athletic like, as fuck he just doesn't really want to like get physical right? right and people say like he can't tackle and i feel like that's not fair that's not he's fair. just not physical he'll he'll make yeah. a tackle but he's not going to come down and hit you know um gordon the running back from the chargers in the flat and boom his ass and show up on espn you know, he's before the, the four o'clock games. He's not going to prevent the Derrick Henry run. Yeah, and I mean, Jalen didn't either, but here we are. <laughs> I, I think, okay. So, let me pose this for you. As far as with C.J. Henderson. If he has an A.J. Boye career, mm -hmm. is that a good pick? Undrafted to a big check? No, I'm just saying if he, no, if, if he, has, if he has that type of production, he ends up being that type of player. Like, you know, three – a solid three years where he was 
a really legit cover corner. That's a hit. And then, and then after hit. that, he's, you know, he's more than serviceable. Yeah, that's is, a is hit. That, is that a good pick? Because we drafted him at nine, I would say yes. Second corner off the board, top ten, and likely it'll be him if Okuda's good and then probably some dude drafted in the seventh round we've never heard of who ends up being like, you know, a if stud. If you give me AJ career out of him, I'd sign up for it right now. See, though, that's kind of my issue. AJ Boy is a two. Yeah. I mean, he's a two, and he, he – He's AJ a really Boy, good team. But A.J. Boye wasn't even signed by the team that didn't even draft him. Yeah, but then he balled out after they didn't sign him. They're idiots. Well, I mean, he balled out for him, too, but... Yeah. I think they wanted to sign him, but still, I got you. I, I hear your point. Um, okay, let me ask instead, you... Instead, it was just funny, though, because when they didn't sign him, they paid uh, Aaron Colvin instead. But anyway, take it back. Yeah, here. rest in peace. If we dropped uh, A.J. Boye at nine, it would have been one of our best first-round picks in the past. Well, so, yeah, th th that's one way to look at it. I was going to get to that in a second, but since you bring it up, I mean, if we're looking at it in the prism of Dave Caldwell first-rounders, Jacksonville Jaguar first-rounders, then, you know, you get A.J. Boye at nine as a first-round pick, and he's, like, top three greatest Jaguar first-round picks in the last 15 years. So, yeah. um, but, you know, that's not hard to do. You could take Dilla at nine, and we'd – solid we'd be solid in their top three um all right let me ask you this if he is Rasheen mm -hmm. right so like say his ceiling is Rasheen well, here's what I don't know about him because I didn't watch him I watched a lot of Gator games but I didn't watch him specifically and just Dilla's blind hatred for him before the draft kind of just told me I didn't even need to yeah watch him <laughs> so I didn't do a lot of homework on him um does he have ball skills? Like, because that was the one thing with Rasheen. Rasheen yeah. would get burnt from time to time. Rasheen got, got flack for – He got flack for not, you know, always being the most willing tackler. Of course. Um, but he's still a great fucking player. But he had ball – you know, he had a knack for – and that's the one thing Jalen didn't have. Yeah. You know, I mean, Jalen wasn't an interception machine. Yeah. Jalen either took a guy out of a game. He just erased people. Yeah. <laughs> or – you know, he had he'd get beat a few times in kind of critical situations. It was yeah. either or. It felt or like he'd, or he'd run the wrong defense. Yeah. Um, Do we lose Dillard? No, I'm here. Can you not hear me? Am I gone? Are you there? Word. Um. So if it's Rasheen, you know, what have you gone back and watched him at all, Dillard? I mean, it is not really. Absolutely not. <laughs> 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 Um, so I, I remember watching him play uh, for Florida. He was good as hell. He gave up like one touchdown in his whole career. He's so got ball skills. Yeah, I mean, he's a good player. I, I Six CJ, career picks. Yes, and uh, like one touchdown to six picks, which he's kind of the guy at Florida too where like you're not going to throw to that side of the field. So the interception numbers as a whole yeah. shouldn't be taken, you know, as like only six – he started for like two and a half years, I think. He shows, um, shows two touchdowns both in 2017. But I gotcha. Know. I don't know. I read an article. That maybe, said one, maybe one sounds cooler. Maybe it, was, maybe it was one that was maybe on somebody else, not him. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? But either way, two two touchdowns in two years or one in two years the, is the still. The clips of him like hawking people down, like the dude is athletic as fuck and fast as fuck. Yeah, I mean, he's a player. He looks really good. Um, 
I just don't really know what we're going to get because he played at Florida. I, I, w- I would have guessed Derek Harvey was going to be good too. Yeah, I, I guess uh, things with Harvey and even Fowler, there were holes in their game that people were talking about even before they were picked, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, with Dante, it was that pretty much everything was kind of schemed for him or he just used sheer athletic ability. Um, and that didn't really change much when he got to the pros. Um, you know, are there holes coming out in C.J. Henderson's game other than the, you know, the this perception that he doesn't want to tackle people? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, yeah. they say – that 40% of the teams in the league had him as their number one corner over Okuda. So, is it true? Maybe. Did the Jaguars have him as their number one corner? No. They they tried to – or they talked to the Lions. I mean, that was reported. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They, were, they weren't going up to three to draft a defensive tackle. Right. The, the report came out that if uh, Simmons wasn't drafted at eight, we were going to take – Chase or Chase on instead of uh, assuming Henderson had been drafted at eight. You know what I mean? So they weren't trading up to three to draft Simmons. So obviously it was for Okuda, right? Chase Young's gone. Burrow's gone. Yeah. So as our friend, as our new friend Leonard Fournette said on, in Zoom, uh, we got to replace two pro bowlers. So that was definitely yeah. like a need. Yep. Yeah, I just – his frame is slight. He's a he's a like skinnier guy, so when he bulks up, hopefully he does the Josh Allen bulk up. Like he keeps his you know speed and his quickness. Yeah. And if he does that, he'll probably be a beast. And I'm sure I'll be you know standing on the back of the chair, getting you know obnoxious at the game, yelling Hendo. But until then, he's a dude I didn't want out of Florida, at a position we needed. So that's fair. That's fair. Oh <laughs> God, let's uh. Shall we, shall we move on to, to our other second-round pick? Um, first-round pick. Or excuse me, our other first-round pick, the, the Raylan Jamsey pick. Um, yes. And with uh, – Kay LeVon. Kay LeVon, is that how you say it correctly? Yes. Yep, Kay LeVon, Chase on. Chase on. Kay LeVon, Chase on. Rednecks around here are going to have <laughs> – Rednecks around here are going to have a hell of a time with that, by the way. K. Levon Chase on the quarterback. Clavon. Yeah. That's what Goodell said when he announced the pick, I think. Clavon. Yeah, Clavon. Clavon? Clavon? Calvin. His name is Calvin, damn it. We're going to call him Calvin. Calvin Chase. So about our guy, Calvin Chase. Got West Side, West Side Sheep down pat, my dude. Calvin Chase. God forbid he sucks. I'm definitely calling him Calvin Chase. <laughs> <laughs> so Dillard before the draft on the last pod described this guy as Miz. I did. I wasn't very fond of him either. <laughs> but Cap, you're going to continue to go, and I will then explain how my opinion has changed. Okay. Uh, no, it's just kind of leading us into that. I mean, a, a guy that we heard rumblings about, right? That mm-hmm. they may have interest in him. Yep. Um, and you know, but. All in all, not a guy that was super hyped up during the draft process. I mean, I think if you had to be someone who really kind of 
dug into it at least a little bit to have a bunch of knowledge about him, right? He's not a Chase Young. He wasn't a, you know, an Akuda. Um, hell, he wasn't even uh, Derek Brown, right? Simmons, right. Um, and, and this wasn't – Edge wasn't what was being hyped up in this draft. It was interior D-line and, you know, wide receivers and things like that. So, like, even though you had Chase Young, there wasn't like, oh, you have Chase Young and Calvin Chase. You know what I mean? It was Chase Young, and then maybe it'll Nobody. be Calvin Chase. That might be uh, Gator Gross Matos, another one. <laughs> Gator Gross uh, Matos. Gross Matos. <laughs> I was rooting for him for the same reason, just because I wanted to hear all, all these dudes around all about here. The it's all about the name. <laughs> Your tur. <laughs> Your tur. Gross Your turn. Matos. Gross Matos. Um, so, so yeah. I, I wouldn't say it surprised me that we took him, especially where we took him. But my expectations for him are that he might be bad and might be good. Like I, I don't have, I don't walk it like when the Jags are posting their their photos and you know their their shit, their videos, their hype videos on the players. Like there was like with Hendo. I'll go ahead and call him Hendo already. With Hendo, I was like, okay, I'm getting on board. I'm in, right? Like, I'm in. Cool. Like, dude's an athlete. Maybe he'll be a stud. Yeah. You texted me a picture of him that said bust because of how he was wearing his hat. <laughs> That's true. Oh. Uh, Why is he wearing it? I'm talking about like, that. Um, he's wearing, like, a size eight and a half hat, and he's, like, holding it, like. <laughs> he's a bust. Um, yeah. <laughs> But but with 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 Calvin Chase, um, I can't call him that. <laughs> <laughs> like we got a name already. <laughs> with with uh, with not Josh Allen is what we'll call him. With not Josh Allen, um, yeah, I, I just I don't know why. Uh, again, but that probably means that he'll be a decent player. Maybe I don't know. I mean, hell, Dante Fowler got fucking eight or nine sacks with uh with us in this fucked up Todd Wash defense so you know maybe this guy can at least get five or six who knows so speaking of Todd Wash's fucked up defense that's actually why my opinion on Calvin Chase has changed so much the fact that they straight up came out and said hey we're switching our base to three four and Chase is gonna rush the quarterback from the two-point stance standing up that's where he succeeds that's where he excels He's really good at jumping the like jumping the snap, timing the snap, and his bend is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean he is a very athletic dude. I didn't want him prior. I shouldn't say I didn't want. I wasn't fond of him prior because I said he was a project. He doesn't have the pass rush moves to win one on one with his hand in the dirt when he's standing up and he's you know standing up looking at the ball down the line. He's already got an advantage and he's got so much bend that I think he'll have a productive rookie year. They're talking and about I mean, like a 3-4 outside linebacker. And that's what it's going to be. We, All didn't, the, we didn't really think of that pre-draft. because Right. It's going to be Josh Allen and Caleb on Chase on. Right. Calvin outside. Chase. And you're going to have Miles Jack and Joe Schobert in the middle. And right. then you're going to have the three beefy bigger dudes, whether it be Tavin, Brian on the – like lining up outside at end – Avery Jones slash 
who the uh, Al Woods, Woods in the middle. Out. Yeah, and then the dude that we signed from uh, the Cardinals, Gaither. You know, playing the other position because when Gunter. you got three, yeah, Gaither, Gunter, Big yeah. G. That's what we we'll call him. And we got my um, man Devon. <laughs> yeah, and let's just roll into the next pick. We already all love Chanel. Lavisca is a beast. We don't need to talk about it, do we? We well, all agree. I, I think we can. I, we can touch on it. Uh, here's why I say we can touch on it for a moment because I think most of the people out there didn't watch him in college. So that's fair. You know, I, I think what everybody so before, is operating yeah, yeah, off yeah. of now is is the highlights that they've seen. Right. So before we touch on, even though we were talking about D line, that's actually another favorite pick of mine. But let's run through it. What do you think of uh, Lavisca Chenault? Um, well, uh, Visca or Visca, depending on uh, whether you're French or not. Um, that's, that's what we call him. Uh, those that, that have been a fan of his for a little while now. Um, actually, no, I, I, I tweeted immediately afterwards. I had to, you know, we talked about on the, um, pod last week, we talked about Ashton Davis and I, you know, I said kind of, he was one of my draft crushes. The other guy coming away from college football last season prior to like even sitting down and watching any videos of any of these guys, another guy that I was a huge fan of was LaVisca. Um, and I would, you know, I'm kind of a night owl. So I'd find myself up catching like a Colorado game and I caught one game and like, you know, in the beginning of the game, when they're talking about the people to watch, like they highlighted him and I didn't really, I had maybe heard his name on sports center or something or game day or something at some point, some this highlight. Is the show best part of college football, what you're describing right now, when they give those guys right before the game and you're like, Oh shit, this guy's about to tear it up. And he always does. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's kind of how I figured it. Like they're showing, they're showing video highlights of this dude from the season prior. And I'm like, man, my guy is yeah. that guy runs angry. They can't tackle him. Like, <laughs> dude, his his 2018 year was ridiculous. Before he yeah. got banged up a little bit, they, if he would have came out last year, I fully believe like what Caldwell said. Like, they had a top 15 round grade on him because that dude was he's serious, man. He's a, he's a player. He is, and I think both with him and uh, Calvin Chase, um, I think with both of them, the the biggest question mark really is is their health. And, you know, I mean, they're, they're because of their past history. And then with, with Chenault, I worry a little bit just because of his playing style. Yeah. I mean, he seeks contact. That's not normal for a wide receiver. Um, no. and, and so – He's not a normal wide receiver. He's not. And so that's the other part, Dillard, that I, that I was kind of getting to is I love the dude as a player. I think he's going to be fun as hell to watch. Yep. I think that Gruden will get creative in how they use him. The thing I don't quite know yet is, you know, he was used so creatively already. How polished is he in certain things, you know, in actually an actual route tree, right? Like how polished (laughs) is he in running the traditional route tree? Um, Or in in his first season, especially since we're in such a fucked up off season right now, in his first season, is it going to be more, hey, let's just get the ball in this guy's hands however we can, quick hitter stuff, you know, shit like that, I, I don't know. But I think he's going to have an impact. What kind of impact he has as a traditional wide receiver, that's what I will, will be, you know, yet to be determined, kind of. Right. And I, I tweeted about a little bit. If there was one thing, like, in terms of, like, what you can and can't teach a receiver, you can't teach him speed, you can't teach physicality, and you can't teach quickness, right? 
but what you can teach is the route tree. Now, like you said, and we talked about it on the last pod before the draft, a lot of the receivers come into the league and they struggle because they do struggle with their route tree and this, that, and the other. But we have a great receiver coach. I've seen more improvement in the in the receiving group with Keenan than we ever had with Jerry Sullivan, even though they used to talk him up all the time. They literally they gave that dude bullshit and he, he gave us back bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas like you can see in DJ Chark's first year to DJ Chark's second year, I mean, just an, a crazy increase in play. And now he's a better player than what Jerry Sullivan had. But even though, like, the guys who aren't very good still that I think, like D.D. Westbrook, I still think they're a little bit better than they were prior. Keelan it's Cole. not saying much. Keelan Cole, yeah, Keelan Cole. I think that dude's talented as hell. I think he's a head case. Yeah. I think he's his own worst enemy. Yeah. Um, And – the other guys, Chris Conley, he's Chris Conley. He's not special. All pro wide receiver, Chris Conley. He is. But um, we'll save that for this season. Just in terms of, like, what Chenault can offer. Because you said he can do everything from wildcat quarterback to lining up at H-back and blocking on a power play, they're going to be able to throw him in there and get weird, whether I, he can uh, run routes or not. Yeah. For sure. So, I think that, that gives him a better chance to have, like, some legitimate production than, than most – average rookie wide receivers they can you know, get him the ball easily second third round whatever uh exactly they can get the ball in his hands and then he can make something happen um right. you know we joked about today somebody said every highlight they saw of him in college he had like three defenders on his back like they yeah. literally couldn't tackle him and i said well there's pac 12 defenders so you know it's more like having two sec defenders instead of three <laughs> yeah. maybe one nfl player so but uh, all serious in all seriousness i mean i i think that is why he has the opportunity to to ha- to be productive and to be a fun part of the offense um maybe like un- unlike how dj chark wasn't in his first year um so it it'll be interesting to see and if he can line up outside and he is a polished route runner and he displays that too and he can get vertical mm-hmm. um then that even that makes him even more dangerous because then you got to respect over the top and you got to respect um, all the short stuff too. So, yeah. And with his maybe not so um, polished route running, he is really good at finding the soft spot in the zone, which Minshew will enjoy. So, I, as you said, as we all said, that's kind of everybody's favorite draft pick for the Jaguars. And I think it's pretty easy to see why. Yeah. I mean, last, last year I was watching a San Francisco game and I just like randomly tweeted out that I wanted a Debo Samuel on the Jags and like multiple mm-hmm. people were like, this dude out of Colorado is the Debo Samuel. Like this is the guy you want. And that's, that's kind of like the gadget things, getting the ball into his hands and letting them work. Is yeah. I was watching when I tweeted. When, when I would watch him in college, this, the scary thing was, is like, and everybody talks up the power and how strong he is. And I actually just did that. Right. But the scary thing was is once he, ran a dude over or a guy bounced off him then seeing the burst you know when he yeah. got up field and just just gone and so yeah. it's crazy to me that he had that core muscle surgery and then still ran like what like a four or five eight or something yeah like, that's exactly what i was just gonna say i mean he was all just coming off being cut up and he still ran a four or five yeah. yeah um so and on top of that he's a dude who i, I guess i my hope is that he does get in there and just become a Keenan disciple mm-hmm. 
because the dude doesn't need the weight room. You know, a lot of guys, no, right. receivers come in the league and they need the weight room. They got to get stronger to, yeah. to be able to fight the press. They don't see much press coverage Good in college. Um, you know, they, they, they don't. And they got they got to figure that part out. They got to get stronger. They got to get a little bigger. But he doesn't need that. I mean, <laughs> the no. stories of that dude are crazy, that they had to make him lift with the offensive linemen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because otherwise it was too much. It was too much. You know, they had a cap him at squatting 500. Well, but it was the reason they did it was because he would go, and then another wide receiver would come up to do their reps, and they'd have to change all the weight off the thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which is just—it's hilarious when you get like think about the visual of that. Like, okay, he just—you know—homeboy just threw up, you know, however much on the bench, and now everybody else is coming. So, um, yeah, we we uh, we're all pumped on on that pick. I, I think Dillett, you, you hit the nail on the head. He comes out last year, and you heard that a lot during the draft and after the draft. He comes out last year and you know he probably goes way way uh way higher than than uh than where we got him so um do you want to transition to your uh next favorite pick eric um yeah our big man hamilton out of ohio state devon hamilton i believe his name is devon (laughs) um i've seen a lot of people compare him to Derek Brown, and honestly, I just slammed the drum, just banging the hell out of it last time. Don't want a defensive tackle in the top ten. You can find those later. I think the Jaguars found theirs later. Is he going to be as good of a player? Probably not. But what did Quinn and Williams do last year for the Jets? Not much. Not shit. I will guarantee you that Hamilton will have the same production that Quinn and Williams had last year for the Jets, and he wasn't the second overall pick in the draft. That's a delical guarantee, folks. Guarantee you he's going to give you the same, and I, I expect more, actually, production from him. So, love the pick. Yeah, he. I, when you looked at I, – I mean, admittedly, I don't know shit, right? Like, we, we, all, we all say that, know that. Um, there's your disclaimer. But A bunch of idiots on the internet. When you Random see, disclaimer. Random. <laughs> um, when you see the stat pop up and you look at his quote unquote production statistic wise for pressures and things of that nature, and then see it side by side with Derek Brown. Now, granted, Derek Brown was seeing a lot of double teams, sometimes triple teams, but to your point, we got this guy in the third round. We were able to get, you know, hopefully what are two or, you know, excuse me, three solid prospects. In before we even had to address that, I, I think uh, if he is, if he's Derek Brown light, or even if he's, uh, you know, something below that, then there's still room for him to be a, a solid player for us. And he's coming into a position where we have some other bodies. So that's the other thing. It's like Derek Brown, great. Pencil him in, could have came in and played probably anywhere on that three man line. But we've got some other guys. We're uh, also nobody. going to less defense, less down defensive linemen. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, for the first time in a while, we don't have a guy who is either elite or coming off being elite in the past couple of seasons mm-hmm. that'll play down, a down lineman. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we have no Calais, we have no Marcel. Yeah. Um, so. It'll be interesting, but in a 3-4, I, 
I don't it's know new. That. It's exciting. Yeah. If we're going to suck, at least let it be new suck. I'm excited about new oh. suck. We've, we've talked about we've talked about it in the past all last season we were talking about it, it with, with the todd wash the bullshit with the four three and mm-hmm. and how just this whole gus bradley pete carroll seattle cover three defense like it's just it it's washed um right. literally unintended like it, it's 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 seen it's it's heyday has come and gone and i always i love the i love the idea of being able to have pressure that comes from anywhere um and and to be able to mix up your coverages a little bit more a little easier uh there's a reason why the pittsburgh's of the world and the baltimore's of the world that that are known for being three four teams or you know at least multiple fronts um you know traditionally are able to manufacture pass rush right like who was the Ravens – who were the Ravens' pass rushers last year? I'm trying to think. Because all of them left for free agency, right? Yeah. Yeah. Matthew right. Judon. Was, is he still there? Or did he leave too? He just left this offseason, I think. Just this offseason? Yeah. I thought he left the one before. Okay. Yeah. And then they had the dude that went to the Packers also. Yep. So, yeah, no, was- they – that was yeah. Last he was there two years ago. He didn't play for him last year. Yeah. So I mean, they find guys, and and it kind of goes back to your point earlier about uh, Calvin Chase. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I love that I just call him that now. All of a sudden, this is the fucking place to come for a nickname, folks. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Apparently, if you play defensive line for the Jaguars, you have to earn being called your correct name. <laughs> like, that's that's just a rule now. I like that. That's that's uh. That's a that's a solid fucking rule. I, I think like, yeah, I think and, most defensive linemen would accept that. Spinning back to the team and not just draft talk and manufacturing the pressure. Did you guys know that in uh, Schobert's last season at Wisconsin, he was a double digit sack guy? Was he really? I did not know that. No. Yeah. So when it just, I mean, he he's got experience rushing the passer. It might have been nine point five and not ten, but nine point five is still double digits. Did um, he play outside? Uh, he played like uh, he he mixed it around. They got a pretty good defense in Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember playing Wisconsin first game of the season. Alabama played him, and I think he sat Coker two and a half, three and a half times. Um, so just when it comes to talking about manufacturing sacks, if all four of your dudes can run, which it seems yeah, like yeah, they're yeah, going to yeah. be able to, because we all know Miles can run. He can blitz, yeah. If Schobert can run, he's better in coverage than he's going to stop in the run. Well, now all of a sudden you're talking about all four of your dudes, and God forbid we bring DJ Hayden yeah. from the slot. No, he can blitz it's what, too. It's what, it's what we were preaching last year too. Right. Yeah. We didn't have Schobert. We didn't have mm-hmm. Calvin Chase, a.k.a. Kalevon Chason. Um, like, we didn't have those guys. But even then, the, the principles of, hey, Josh Allen can drop into coverage, right? You know he can. He's willing mm-hmm. too. And then the fact that Miles can rush the passer, we've seen him do it. He's pretty good at it. Yeah, he's a good blitzer. Um, and we know he can cover. So, yeah, I guess the one part about the 3-4, actually, uh, brother-in-law Nick and I were talking about this shortly after. The one thing that we don't have is kind of that middle linebacker who's a little bit more of a thumper. Mm-hmm. But in today's 
versions of the three four not everybody has that anyway it's more about right. being it's more about being being able to be interchangeable yeah and, and bring that pressure from anywhere dude and they could get so weird they could have uh chase on play inside they could bring leon jacobs to come play because he can even play with his hand in the dirt he could be the thumper. um well yeah i mean he's an outside guy but he could be and then i think i mean i would hope where does that, he put, that, does he project outside in a three four two yeah, he plays outside linebacker in a 3-4. You think so? Yeah. Um, the dude that they drafted out of Miami, he's kind of a bigger middle linebacker. You know yeah, what I mean? So He fits that role, yep. Yeah, Yeah. so, it, again, that's a project guy. It's a, a down-the-road move. But for once, maybe we see some light at the end of the tunnel on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of exciting. So, it's early. But, um, yeah, the, other, the other thing too, when you when you're confusing coverages, you know, or when you're switching up coverages and, and, and you're getting and you're disguising things a lot more, and you have that ability, um, a little less pressure tends to be on your outside guys too, you know. Um, it, it, whereas when you're just sitting there playing like a strict cover three, and the quarterback knows what's coming, uh, even if you're bringing that fifth guy out of somewhere else, like it, it's. It's not that difficult to. We've seen to what quarterbacks do with that shit. Yeah, we see what the good ones have done against us over the you know the past <laughs> forever. Um, so you know, maybe that helps the guys on the outside a little bit too. Philip Rivers is going to look at our defense this year, and be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> hey, let's not get carried away. Bob Walsh is still the DC. Bro, like, I was going to bring that up. Like, man, it might be fun to beat Philip Rivers once, and then I was like, "No, nah, I'm going to just keep that in my back pocket. That ain't happening." <laughs> He's going to say what the fuck before he just proceeds to dice us up again. Funny. My goodness. Um, well, we don't, and we don't, we can kind of keep it more generalized for the rest of it. Uh, any other, just share kind of maybe other guys you want to highlight that we took later on that, uh, well, cause again, well, I think we're going to get into this a little bit more in the next episode. We've got our guests coming on. I don't know if you guys want to, divulge who that is right now but but we'll we'll kind of get pick by pick we'll get his opinions on on all the picks i think tonight we just wanted to top level hit it a little bit talk about the guys we're excited about and maybe shit on some of the guys that we think are terrible picks so um anybody else you're excited about that you think we should highlight diller um i like just out of scott the slot corner that we drafted little guy so um i think he's just a another like I keep saying it for all of them, project, but it's nice to draft a player with upside when you have a good player already there who's kind of older. You know yeah. what I mean? Our best player. Or, yeah, I mean, DJ Hayden. And Hayden had that stinger issue last year where he would miss a couple plays at a time, and then they're throwing on some guy. Like, for one game, it might be the fifth corner. Another game, it might be the fifth safety. You know what I mean? So, yeah. to actually have a player who belongs – it's a it's a good pick. I don't the the um, smoothie king kid. I hated that pick can just we because stop? it's corny. Can we just stop? Is, is, is it Ben Barf? Yeah. Well, that's uh what our pal was calling him. Oh. Our pal, you know, Philip. But um, yeah, I, I everyone loves that pick. Like, I thought it. They were like, wow, what a great pick to Jacksonville, and that's what just scares me. <laughs> He was like stoning guys like that look like you, basically. Literally. Yeah. Like I was playing. Like, like he's like nose tackle one tech. It's like my son like trying to fucking. Up. It's like my son trying to get by me, dude. It's just like sit down. 
Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see how it all translates um, with, with him. I am not looking forward to – the thing I already – I feel a little bad just from where I'm coming from because I kind of have this disdain for the guy already over his stupid smoothie shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and us having to hear it. Like I remember saying in the Zoom chat when we picked him that like – Wow, this is really gonna suck. We're, this is all we're gonna hear about is this, you were tired this. of the smoothie take after thirty seconds. I was, t- I had, and I wasn't even one of those people who had seen it before. Yeah, like yeah. everybody, everybody else, that was, it felt like everybody else that was on the Zoom chat was like, "Oh, I've seen this shit." Like, yeah, we yeah. all this is gross. Watch this. I'm like, I've never seen it. I'm already fucking annoyed. Like, this sucks. Yeah. What a terrible fucking recipe. And then you got a, our our boy Leonard Fournette saying like, "Where did he play at? Oh, St. John's." <laughs> Isn't that a high school? That shit was the, the best. Man. Isn't that I a basketball that school? Yeah. Oh. That, so, golly. Oh, awesome. yeah, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to Lenny in a minute. I think, right? Well, uh, another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll touch on that. How that all kind of came about, what was said, what wasn't. Um. So, Josiah Scott, how you feel about uh stretch out of uh out of Texas? That's what I'm gonna call him stretch. Uh, maybe good in the red zone eventually. Again, if he if he's anything more than Ernest Wilford, he also selected number nineteen today. So, um, I don't know. Right on. Whoop to do. All right, good stuff. Um, while we're talking wide receivers with terrible numbers in the teens, uh, why the fuck are all the wide receivers taking numbers in the like? Why is we haven't had a receiver in the eighties in like? I know. Check this guy's Vogue thing. That's a thing across the whole league. Name a, name, name a player in the league right now. Name a receiver in the league right now who's good that wears a number in the 80s. Boom. Got it right now. You ready? Yeah. Keelan Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> but, no, think oh, yeah. about the top the top couple dudes. Oh, I know. Hopkins. Yep. Teen. He was, like, Julio. one of the originals. Yeah. Julio, also original. Teen. Yep. Michael Thomas, teen. Yep. Keenan Allen, teen. Amari Cooper. Teen. He wore 19. I don't know what he's – yeah, he's back there. I think he's wearing 18 now, maybe. Yep. Yeah, 18 or 19. Um, OB, OBJ. Teen. Yep. So, it's just – I don't know, man. It's, it's Calvin the, Johnson, the last one? Uh, I think um, Buddy that played for the Seattle Seahawks or Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown was – yeah, he was in it. Or, yeah. Um, Who's the dude that played for the Seahawks? Doug Baldwin, 89. Doug Baldwin, we're 89, yeah. Yep, yep. So, besides those two, I mean, crazy. It's the, it's the shift. Yeah, it's, and it's wild. It's – I don't know. You I almost guess. you almost don't want, like, Chenault to pick an 80-something number or it's a wrap. Yeah, it's like you're a loser, <laughs> dude. I mean I, – yeah, or it, think about how epic it could be. It could be if he chose like eighty-eight and then went on to be a top five wide receiver, like and all of a sudden yeah. everybody wants to fucking wear it in the eighties again because, because of Chanel. Yeah. Yeah. He could be, and I think yeah. if that's the case, like quit pussyfoot and give him eighty-two. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> give him eighty-two. Oh my goodness. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just want to bring that up because it's something that, like, Jackson – so that's what's funny is, you know, for those that listen to the pod, you know who Jackson is. That's my son. He's nine. Uh, you know, big football fan, kind of coming into his own now, knowing who the players are and 
picking out who he likes and who sucks. This is the age when we got the team. Right. So on and so forth. That's Jackson. That's where he's at. I was Jackson doesn't understand that wide receivers can have a number (laughs) in the 80s. Yeah. That's crazy. He doesn't doesn't know that. Like, I'll turn on an old game or something. He'll be like, Dad, what? Is this guy an offensive lineman? Is he a tight end? What is he doing? <laughs> like, no, son, that's Michael Irvin. He's a Hall of Famer. Oh. 88, he looks, <laughs> he looks slow. He looks slow. He must not be very fast, huh? Like, it's just funny. It's, Wrong. It, it was that, that shift that just sort of happened, and there wasn't a lot of conversation about it. Yeah. Well, and then, too, while we're talking about numbers, all four of our linebackers in the 3-4 all wear 40s. 40s, yeah, 40s is big. That's a 40-40 club, 40 points a game and 40 missed tackles this season. Can't wait. (laughs) Zing. Got him. Big numbers just aren't cool with you. (laughs) My man. My (laughs) man. Um, Anybody else? Crappy pick, good pick. Um, the quarterback's a wasted pick. The safety at Auburn's a wasted pick. I like the pick, though, the last pick of the draft, the speedster. He put, they have him listed as a corner, but he's going to be a return dude, and I'm excited about it because he is fast. Ooh, that boy can Four to five. I don't know if you guys have seen the highlight of him taking a kickback against Cincinnati. Yes. But um, what you should do is type in Claybrooks touchdown Cincinnati and watch it. Buddy is moving. You know, there's guys who come play football that were really fast in track. Mm-hmm. And when they're out there running, you're like, that guy's really fast. But you can't necessarily tell by the way that they run, right? Like the, the actual form right. that they're track guys, they just look like a fast-ass dude on the football field. That dude in that play that Dilla is referencing, that, that return for a touchdown, that dude looks like he is running the 100 meters. I mean, like, his knees – like, or the hurdles. Like, I mean, his knees are coming up. Like, my man – like <laughs> There is no side to side. It is all north and south. He looked like a goddamn thoroughbred. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just his steps were in unison. Like, boom, 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 boom. And it was – It was like the roadrunner. That's what he looked like. Motherfucker looked like the roadrunner. Um, Boogieing. Yeah, he was moving. You know, my thing with the, uh, with the QB pick – why I kind of shat all over it isn't so much that I think we're set at QB, which, you know, we've all talked about that a little bit. I'm sure we'll talk about it ad nauseum as we, as we go on, but it's the fact that, okay, you just drafted this big dude and you're that fucking big man. And then you got like a noodle arm. (laughs) Like every ball is getting batted at the line. Well, well, but but you got a noodle arm. Like, come on, man, do some long toss or something, my guy. Like, what, six foot six or whatever the hell he is. Like, he's not mobile. So, what are we yeah. bringing? Like, yeah. the only the only positive of the Jake Luton pick was that on on the bold take pod, it was broken that the Jaguars did indeed talk to Jake Luton <laughs> in the pre draft <laughs> in the pre draft process. So, just throwing that out there. Um, for all the haters and losers. At least we have that going for us. Wow. wow. <laughs> Take that rap sheet. <laughs> Take that, Schefter. Um, Unblock me, Schefter. <laughs> yeah, unblock everyone who listens to this podcast, probably. <laughs> We're all probably blocked by him. Um, what, uh, yeah, I, what, about, what about homeboy the tight end? 
from uh, UConn, Georgia Tech. Yeah, woohoo. He's going to be baby, uh, baby Kelsey or something, I heard. He's a crier. Yeah, I like him. Kelsey. <laughs> like, here's the thing about the baby Kelsey comparison, and then we can move on. What the fuck are you basing that on? Like, the guy only has, like, a highlight tape of, like, 11 catches. Like, what, what are you basing that analysis on? He had 50 catches at UConn cap. Chill, bro. He's a stud. That's why he, that's why he graduate transferred to a school that was coming off running the damn wing tee. And he was like, I'm going to go there, and I'm going to catch some balls. That's just the craziest thing. That's I mean, a poor decision maker. That's just don't like it. That's bad. I guess at the end of the day, those are the type of picks that you take and that you're like, you just kind of throw your hands in there and say, okay, when it's yeah. so, so late yeah. and you've got a well million combine, picks, right? Like, so all these, all these guys aren't going to make the team. Yeah. Um, probably a couple of them won't even make the practice squad. Chances right. are. So take a flyer on a guy that it, instead of coming in and being an average-ass player at best, maybe – you get a diamond in the rough, yeah. you hit a home run, one in a million, or he flames out, he's terrible, and you cut him, and it's whatever. Right. I mean, when you look at him, you're like, damn, that's a big dude. Like, and that dude looks well, like he's right? good at football. He looks like he's good at football. Yeah, he did test well. He ran like a four six one, four six five, something like yeah. that, which is cool. Um, before we jump into our pal, uh, Lenny, any uh, undrafted free agents? Kind of make yeah, it hard. Yeah, no, I was just going to comment too, and I think I wanted to get your take on it before before I share my like all three guys that I actually know who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what is your take on the fact that the Jags didn't trade at all? Yeah, like, that's awesome. They man. actually picked thirty seven fucking guys in one draft. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, surprised that they didn't make a trade. I was, but I like. I heard they tried to trade at least three times. So, I, I'd, drafting the 12 players was, was a surprise, but also trading up and getting fleeced just because you wanted to trade up is stupid. So, everything I heard was when they wanted to move up, it was too rich. And they just decided, like, no, nah, we'll just sit here. So, from that standpoint, I said – I don't know if I tweeted it, said it last week sometime. I've said – I brought it up in the past that – at worst, you're just forcing an undrafted guy to your team. You know what I mean? So, like, does it – you know, should should we have drafted all those guys? Should we have drafted that quarterback? No. But do I care that they did? No. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think some of the – I think some of the undrafted guys that we got are better than some of the drafted guys we got. Oh, big facts. 100%. So, that's – yeah, it's just surprising to me. So, I think – um is it last question before we go to the undrafted guys? Is it completely unfair, sort of unfair, or just unfair that I want to call Jake Luton Tanner Luton? I think it's fair. It's it's fair. Yeah, oh, he's wow. so shitty. You could call him Tanner Lee, and I wouldn't yell at you. <laughs> This is going to be an interesting, interesting case study in whose career goes further. I think. Who's who? Do you think will be the better quarterback? Joshua couldn't throw a spiral at Tennessee Dobbs or Tanner Luton. Dobbs. Dude, Dobbs has been traded for a fifth round pick. He doesn't mean anything. It's Dave Caldwell. <laughs> hey, when 
when Luton gets traded for something more than like a bag of rice and the next pandemic, holler at me. The next pandemic, wow. Shit, we're up for a new one. All right, uh, let's move to undrafted guys. Um, the I'll, I'll give you who I thought, and then you guys tell me if there's somebody else. Um, Luke Barku. <laughs> Stud. Bing! Yeah. I'm so excited about him. I couldn't kind of believe that. Like, he was a guy who it seemed like draft Twitter – and a lot of the, the people out there on the timeline that come dancing across this time of year liked him. And he's a cat out of San Diego State, but only played there for, what, a year or two years? One year, I believe. One Junior year, college transfer. And yep. yeah. Had a really crazy road to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty cool story if you have a moment, listeners. Check it out. Um, he's got a, a really crazy story. But uh, had how many picks last year? Nine. Nine fucking picks in a season. And 25 pass breakups. I mean, like, I don't care if you're Ben Barf playing at St. John's, you know, St. John the Divine Holy Catholic School for Women. Like, of Jacksonville. Of Jacksonville. Country day. Um, <laughs> like, nine picks and 25 PBUs? Like, my guy. That's strong. Stud. Uh, so I am he might be the guy I'm most at him and uh my man L V might be the two that I'm most excited to just see. And, and he's strictly from a wow, do we really have something here? What's this guy got? Um, with like no expectations other than, hmm, I want to see what he's about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I liked him and then uh James Robinson, the back out of uh, – where is he? Um, Illinois State. Is it S- Illinois State? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I want to say Southern Illinois, but Illinois State. I mean, homeboy ran for like 6,000 yards last year. Something – not last year, touchdown? in his career. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. I know. <laughs> verbally. But, yeah. Did, did he lead – FBS in rushing? What was it? I mean, he his numbers were strong. Yeah, I I his numbers are ridiculous, and I like him a lot because he's a change of pace back. Um, whereas honestly, we don't really have many of them. And I like the other running back too from South Carolina, who transferred from Clemson, Tavian Feaster. Yep. Um, but he's five ten, two twenty. He's a lot of what we have. He's quicker and shiftier. He was in college anyway. Sometimes that kind of evaporates when they come to the NFL. But um, I like the Robinson kid a lot. And I also like J.R. Reed out of Georgia, the safety. safety. He's, he's better than Daniel Thomas, the Wendy's guy we got from Auburn. <laughs> My man, <laughs> Daniel Thomas. You stole that one from me, didn't you? I did. <laughs> um, and there was – yeah, there was, there was a handful. There's a couple other guys that are escaping me at the moment that, that kind of I raised my eyebrow and said, oh, okay, damn, I like that. Um, the NDSU tight end, he's obviously a winner. North Dakota State, all they a. do is win. He's probably, yeah. like, lost one game in his That's life. That's their mascot so. name, actually, the winners. Bald-headed yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> men with goatees. <laughs> Nobody can dispute that. Nobody knows what the fuck. Like, come on. Who's your, who's your uh, favorite non-drafted player, Solly? I know that you have um, exquisite information. Um, my favorite non-drafted player that, that was undrafted in the 2020 draft? <laughs> 
non-drafted in the undrafted 2020 draft of 2020. Uh, Leonard Fournette. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't say not signed in 2021 free agency. Chill. No, I'm, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um, it, it, Sally just Sally meant to say is is whoever Tony Khan liked. That's that's what Sally really meant to say. Yeah, with the picture of him with a ruler on the spreadsheet. Dude, that uh, shit was great. <laughs> I turned that into a meme real quick. Um, Love a good meme. Can we? While we're talking about uh, young Khan. Can we, for a moment, just stop and talk about what he said to DJ Chark? Yeah. Did you see? Like, DJ Chark's like, how do I get on the boat? How do I get on the yacht or whatever? What'd you say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, you can come get on my boat after. You got it. You got it. Yeah, yeah. You can can come on on our boat anytime. You know, after after the social distancing is over. And I'm saying, I'm sitting there, I'm like, first of all, Time the fuck out. If this is like some sort of... This like, is a cap rant. It is. A quick one, but, but one nonetheless. Like, if... These are just the things that go through my head, fellas. Like, sometimes I just gotta let them out. And I'm, and I'm reading this shit, and I'm like, okay. What is the purpose of being an NFL owner with a yacht that ha- that is like the worth of some small nation's GDPs. It's like a cruise ship. Yeah, like, what is the purpose of a cruise ship and being an NFL owner if you're not going to leverage that fucking thing to the hilt? Like, I'd be like, you know what, Yannick, you don't, you want 22 million a year? How about I give you 20 and then you can take the fucking yacht for two weeks every summer to wherever you want free of charge? Dang. I mean, that's a couple hundred, hundred thousand right there. Like, I mean, why are we not using this thing more often? Like, why is it? Why does it take the one of the best players on our team to say, "Oh, can I pretty? Oh, gosh!" Like he's a fucking Make a Wish kid. Like because I, daddy, that one day I can get bags, on Papa daddy, Con's ship. Daddy Moneybags the penny pincher is renting it out all fucking summer, like he said already. But I'm just I'm like what, he's got to make all, every fucking dollar so he can have the boat for free, Cap. First of all, why is DJ Chark <laughs> not been on the fucking yacht already? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Tad Dickman takes showers on the fucking boat every day. Like, why has DJ Chark not been on the fucking boat? Like, what, Sean, are we not learning anything right now? Hey, I cruised by on the Riverwalk. I saw Tad Dickman butt naked suntanning on the <laughs> He was on the 18 and up deck. But I, I, I'm dead, I am dead serious here, fellas, because it's like, if you had, that thing is like, that's an ace in the hole, boys. Yeah. Like, that is some shit. Like, <laughs> you got guys who are millionaires. DJ Chark has a Maserati. Shah Khan could, say, could show him his Maserati collection, and DJ would be like, oh, that's pretty cool. I've got one of those. <laughs> like, DJ Chark is never going to have a $250 million boat. Like, he's never going to have one. So why, in a day and age where our best players don't want to fucking be here, <laughs> like, why? Like, I would make – I would say, DJ – Get rid of your apartment, your condo, wherever you're living. You live on the boat now. Like, that's what I would say. Like, you live on the fucking boat. The boat is yours. Until, until you no longer play here or you gather a shitty season. Me boat, a Sioux boat. Like, that is what I would say. So the fact that – I'm sorry, but it just blew me away that this dude had to, like, tweet about coming on the boat. And Tony Khan just all innocently is like, well, 
yes, you can come over for a play date once the social distancing is up and done with. And I'm like, damn, bro. <laughs> we are so poorly ran. Anyway. Yeah, spray his ass with Lysol and let's get it on. Fucking <laughs> A. I'm saying. Like, oh, man. One of the best players on a team, on a roster that just is not great at the moment. Yeah, he was told, no, you can't come on the boat now. And he had to settle for golfing with Scobie. <laughs> like, yeah. if, if that's not being a Jacksonville Jaguar, I don't know what it is. If that's my boat, if that's my boat and I'm an NFL owner, I'm just like, any free agent that Dave Caldwell is bringing in, I'm like, Dave, no, the stadium doesn't exist, Dave. You're the fucking boat. We're going down to the Bahamas. That thing could make it the fucking Bahamas in like seven minutes. Like, we're going for the the meeting is taking place in the Bahamas. It'd be like, what? Are we flying down there? No, we're taking the fucking yacht, buddy. We're taking the fucking yacht. We're going to the Bahamas and we're hanging out. And we're doing lunch, and then we're coming back. <laughs> You've summed, you summed up the cons perfectly, bro. Not every – you know who doesn't have a fucking yacht? Mike Brown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know who doesn't have a fucking 700-foot yacht like Shad? The Roonies. Like, use that shit, my guy. What are we doing here? What are we fucking doing? Anyway. I, don't think, I don't think the cons watch ballers, apparently. Speaking of – Guys who probably have never been on the yacht, <laughs> Leonard Fournette. We got to talk about Lenny, okay? And before we talk, before we divulge some of the tidbits of how it happened and how often he came on with us and what was said, I got to address this. All you, and I want you all to turn up your radios. Everyone, your, please turn it up. Turn your little dial, okay? Because I got something to tell you to preface this whole conversation with. Two things. One, one, stop fucking tweeting me about how I said Leonard Fournette was average (laughs) and then telling me that, oh, you must love him now. You think it's so cool just because he came on your little Zoom chat. Fucking stop it. You know why I want you to stop it? Because A, it's stupid. Okay. And then B, it's absolutely true. You're just fucking jealous that Leonard Fournette doesn't want to talk to you. <laughs> fucking shut up. Okay? So that's, that's, that's point number one with an with a, a and a B. Okay? And then – Yellow-bellied coward. Point number two is stop trying to get us to divulge some of the more uh, – Salacious? Yes, salacious. Thank you. That's a great word, Sally. I thought you said Salatio for a second. I'm That's like, what I heard, too. I was like, wow. No, we're sir. Sir. no I know sir. it sucks, but take it easy. Like, we are not the cops. I had several reporters today in the DMs asking for videos and anything that we had, audio of the conversation. I'm like, no, we are not the cops. Well, Blake Andrew <laughs> might be a cop. Yeah, well, fucking Blake Zona is a cop. Like, the Zona is like, we should have known. We got a fucking yeah. cop in there. We do have that. Lenny, if you're listening, which I know you're not, but if you were – I would tell you that is on us. We didn't know. We should have known better. We should have known yeah. better. There's no excuse. We had a cop in our ranks, and, and, we, and we all almost paid the ultimate price. So, um, I just had – guys, I had to put the disclaimer out there. Um, yeah, why didn't you just immediately volunteer information with this person that you've never met before that you think they're average at their job, like without it being prompted? Why didn't you do that, you coward? <sighs> exactly. I didn't think so. Solid. Solid. Okay. I can put my 
bold take Twitter expert analyst hat on. I said analyst, not analyst. Um, I can put that hat on and give an opinion about a player that I've watched for the past several years. I can also think that that player is funny as shit. I can also say that if I were having a Zoom chat with my buddies, talking football and watching the draft, and I could pick one or a couple of players from the team to come and contribute to that chat that would make it fun and even funnier and more entertaining than it was, he's probably the fucking guy I'm picking 10 times out of 10. I think we've detailed that in past podcasts, actually. Right. Like, I mean, we all think he's fucking hilarious. And he was (laughs) everything that and then some when we were talking to him. When Dalton would let us get a word in edgewise. Um, <laughs> Thank God we only let Dalton come on Saturday or Friday or whatever it was. <laughs> oh. So let's 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 back up. How people want to know this shit. How did he end up in our Zoom chat with 10, 12 other people? Uh, I sent him a tweet the night before the draft and I said, Hey man, you wanna come in our Zoom chat the night of the draft tomorrow? We'd love to have you in and just have some laughs and shit. And he DM'd me and he was like, I'm about it. So I was like, all right, I'll send it to you tomorrow. That was it. So I sent it to him the next day and he came. Yeah. Yeah. Let, and like, let, let's like, let it be known. He didn't come for five minutes and leave on the, the first round of the draft. He showed up as pick one was going down and he left as Goodell was about to announce pick 26. Yeah. He hung out with us for like three hours and 45 minutes. Like, he was there <laughs> shooting the shit. We were having a good time. We talked about everything from A to Z. And I, it was more fun than the virtual shit that everyone complained about that I didn't have to worry about because I was still hanging out with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I barely watched the, like, actually, like, actively watched the draft. I couldn't tell you a lot of what was said, what wasn't said, because between all of us getting our jokes off, cracking on each other and then leonard talking cracking on us you know cracking on other people calling jalen ramsey crack <laughs> on him yeah. facetiming jalen ramsey, <laughs> ramsey. shout um, out to whichever one of us said hey facetime jalen ramsey i don't even know who said it but yeah <laughs> i forget who it was but it was great um yeah no you're, you're right Dylan. that that whole first day and i think all of us are sitting there like my guy's just laying in his bed, fucking watching TV. Doing the same shit we're doing. Duty. Yeah, chatting, <laughs> just chatting it up with us. Roasting and, his kids. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, Leonard Fournette's kids don't go to bed till like 3 a.m. or some shit. Like, <laughs> every night, the, both nights that we were on there, it's, it's like 11 o'clock. His kids like, start fires in the house and like. Uh, dude, off. bath time on Saturday, Friday night was the funniest shit ever. He's like, bro, you need to go take a bath. And like the kid like clearly disappears because he stops talking to him for a second. And then the kid comes back and I guess, I don't know if he had taken the bath or not, but he doesn't have a towel on. And Leonard's like, boy, you don't put your dick away. <laughs> at that point, <clears throat> excuse me, at that point I was dead. He was like, bro, I, t- I taught you. You got to keep that in your pants. Like you just go and, man, it was so funny. I wish we could just, like, relive it all. His son's too. He, <laughs> <laughs> dude, he's hung like a fucking hippo. Um, we, so what was kind of funny is at first he, he sort of was just chilling and people were asking him questions and he was like, yeah, what's up? 
and he'd answer a question. And I just kind of kept waiting for him to start cracking on everybody because we were kind of crack. Like I was cracking on JB because he had his call center headset on. Yeah. And, and, you know, JB's playing it up and talking with an accent and shit. We're all kind of just giving each other shit like we do. And it's kind of out of nowhere. You hear, you hear Leonard say, oh, but before, I think it was before that even, or that might have been first. But what I remember, out of nowhere, you hear Leonard say, he kind of like leans into the screen and goes, Josh, Josh, put your dick away, man. Don't nobody want to see your dick. Close your legs, man. Is the way Nubs was sitting there and had the screen, it was like kind of like straight up his torso, like at his torso in his head. <laughs> he clearly, like, he didn't know Nubs. Like, he, he just was reading on the screen, like, who is this motherfucker with his, like, that I'm staring at his crotch. And, uh, and then sometime around that time, too, that was what was hilarious about it was, it's like, he, we'd all kind of go in and out, you know? I mean, it was like a fucking 10 hour long Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just out of nowhere you think he's not paying attention he's probably about to dip and he's like hey eric <laughs> <laughs> eric take that goddamn shirt off <laughs> take that goddamn roll tie shirt off <laughs> <laughs> yeah man that was awesome and he gave us a lot of like real advice too which was cool when he was talking about the properties he owned and how he he knows he lives an expensive lifestyle so he has to have other sources of income to like continually have that you know going forward i thought that was sweet um uh one of our pals has a kid on the way and he asked him like yo you got any advice uh you got any advice for me or someone was like you got any advice for our pal i'm not gonna say the name just in case um and of course leonard says the funniest shit ever hey next time bro pull out <laughs> like he goes, and then he turned around and said, and said, hey. So we're all cracking up. He goes, hey, no, no, for real, though. No. You married? <laughs> our, our boy goes, no, not yet, but real soon, though. He goes, all right, good. He goes, that shit happened. Child support is a bitch. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Oh. And then he told us how much he's paying and that shit. And I was like, whoo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he, was, he was not um, – yeah, he was super – He was just a I, super dude, like regular – I can't say that I was that surprised by it, just oh, kind right. of by judging the way – seeing how he interacts with people and shit like that. He's a man um, of the people. I think so. I think so. I think he's as down to earth as one can be when you've been anointed – as like a superstar athlete since you were like 10, you know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. and, and coming from the environment too, that he came from like couple those two things together. And he's a pretty down to earth dude. Um, you know, he also, so he was spitting real life game and, and, and funny shit, but he was, he also talked about Jaguar kind of related stuff too, man. And, you know, mm -hmm. people were peppering him with questions, and, and there were some times where I was like, oh, man, do we really just ask that? Like, yeah, why are you going to yeah. piss this guy off? He's being cool. But he – even then, he kind of took it in stride. Sometimes he would just say, no, nah, I ain't touching that, you know? <laughs> yeah, but, right, right. but some of the shit with, like, Coughlin – because somebody asked him, like, you know, with Coughlin, like, how bad was it? And, you know, he, he didn't he didn't badmouth Tom. Um, mm -hmm. he did, yeah, he didn't really talk shit. He didn't uh, badmouth anybody. 
No, except for Jalen. Um, <laughs> um, which was in jest as well. But, but uh, no, he, when he started talking about that, I, I did find it – we got a little bit of confirmation, you could say, just that the things that we had heard that had bubbled up kind of that, that Coughlin was out of touch and, and that some of the players did kind of try and go to him and say – Hey, you know, take it or leave. Like this is me. Like you know, I'm, I'm I work hard. I'm a winner. Like uh, just because I don't fit in this box that you want me to fit in. Right. And we talked a lot about that in, in past podcasts. And I know it's been kind of beat to death about how Coughlin just really could never get in touch with this generation. It seemed like, but this newer generation of players. But it was it was interesting to hear his take kind of on that. Um, and then to even just hear him say. Hey, look, you know, the thing with Jalen, of course, this is his side of the story. There's two sides to every story, but his, you know, he's like the thing with Jalen, the thing with me, with Jan, like we're all dudes that like aren't used to losing. And, you know, Lenny talked about that a little bit, just along the lines of like, I've never lost anything in my life. Like six and 10 fucking pisses me off, you know? And and so it was, uh, he emphasized that a lot. He did. He did. And, Mm -hmm. And that makes sense. And, and, yeah, yeah, I guess in fairness, he's part of that six and ten, right? Like, I mean, he was the nobody touched the ball more than him um, yeah. on that offense, other than uh, Nick Foles. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was some of those takes were interesting. And then I, the fact, I mean, I could the one thing I was surprised by was how much he brought up him being traded. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like how much he kind of roasted himself and like kept joking about it, like because it was an awkward time, right? Like yeah, this, yeah. we were on with him basically, like on Friday, all the yeah. On TV about him being traded. Yeah, yeah. And, I, he, and he would start talking about the upcoming season. And he would say, "I don't know, I might not be there." Like, yeah, <laughs> he doesn't yeah. know. Yeah, we right. We'd <laughs> ask him an opinion on a player, and he'd be like, "It don't really matter to me right now." Like, not a not a player on the team, but a, one of the guys we drafted. And I thought that was funny. Have you heard of this guy like that we just drafted or whatever? I thought it was funny too. And I had told him uh, on Thursday night, like, Hey bro, I heard Tampa Bay was interested in you. And then on Friday night, he heard it on his TV that Tampa Bay was like, Hey, yo, Eric, did you tell me that yesterday? (laughs) That that shit made me laugh pretty hard. Um, Well, he told, he told us too, that, that I think I, I don't know. Somebody asked him, it might've been me. I can't remember, but somebody asked him like, Hey, did you know they were trying to trade you? Or, or if you didn't, how'd you find out? He said, fuck no. Found out on ESPN, just like all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he was a real one, man. He, he, yeah. I, I thought I'm not going to go into it, but him touching on the Jan situation was cool. We yeah. got a, like a further look into like why Jan's a madman in the sense of like understanding why he is the way he is. Yeah. Um, and like he said, whether he agreed with it or not, he, he, like, let us, you know, kind of open the door and let us look into that, which I thought was cool. He didn't have to do that, but because they're boys, he was able to shed some light on that. So, I just, that was such a cool experience. I mean, he hung out with us almost the whole first round on Thursday, probably two hours total on Friday, and then he was in and out on Saturday. And when he <laughs> showed up on Saturday, I was like, dude, this is insane. There's, like, only six of us boys chilling right now and he's like jumping in after getting peppered by drunk Dalton questions on Friday night and he was still there just to like have a good time and shoot the shit 
driving down Atlantic Boulevard with his. He might have been in like, the chat on holster. Saturday more than I was. Yeah, yeah, you were like shooting hoops and I'm shit. I'm tired around. of these he fucking was, guys. Like, <laughs> it was like Thursday was kind of a novelty. It was like, <laughs> oh, you know, my guy jumped in. It happened. It was one of those funny things. Like you can't plan something like that. It just happened, and it was yeah. cool. Um, and we, and we had a fun experience when he hopped in again for the first time on Friday, I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) And every time, like the crazy thing was every time when he hopped in, like he seemed just as excited to be on there as like everybody else that was realizing (laughs) that he was on there. Um, You just become best friends. Yeah. I knew he was enjoying himself when he was like, Hey boys, I got I got to switch from my my uh my iPhone to my iPad. Like, can you guys send me the link so I can come back? Like, that's that's when I knew. Like, all right, yeah, he's like he's like genuinely enjoying himself, and like, it's not this isn't like a task. You know what I mean? So, he's yeah. a real one, man. It was fun. I, I, you know, I think we're all a little biased. Like, we got some some good buddies that that are we're we're all we like to have a good time. We laugh a lot. We we cut jokes and. I think that's kind of the thing that he likes, right? Like you see him always cutting up and 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 kind of bashing his boys and and giving people shit. Like that's Ribbon. sort of how we are too. So so I I think that maybe played a little bit into it. But it was hilarious. I remember on Saturday I'm sitting there with my boy Mark. Um, shout out Jack's Beef Jag. Uh, he's over at the crib and we're watching, you know, rounds four through twenty seven or however many rounds. <laughs> so long, man. And, and, and he kept like, I just had the laptop open and, and you know, there was five or six of us on there. And then Lenny would just pop up out of nowhere. <laughs> and he'd be like, is that fucking Leonard again? Like he just, <laughs> like, he just popped in. And then my wife would be walking by and she'd be like, she'd be like, is that Leonard Fournette again? And I'd say, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's on there again. And she goes, what are you like? What is he like fucking friends with you guys now? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Twitter Twitter says I'm not allowed to be friends with this guy because I, yeah, I think yeah. that he, he misses open holes uh, too often when he's when he's running the football. But um, I thought so, it was great too when he asked us like, "How many of y'all have talked shit about me? Be honest." And like, of like, course, I was like, "Me." We all raised you know, our hands. A bunch of us raised our hands, and then he just straight up was like, "I respect that shit. Like, you guys have been." fans of this team for way longer than I've been around and you guys are sick of losing too so when we don't play good and I don't play good I respect that I understand why you feel negatively towards me and towards the team because you guys want to win like we want to win because you've been here the whole time so that was another point where I was just like ah he fucking gets it this is crazy remember when he just remember when he started pointing at the screen and he was like uh, I'm gonna pick out which one of y'all talks the most shit about the Jags. <laughs> and he points at like Phil first. <laughs> yeah. Andy, and then he goes in, uh, Eric. <laughs> yep, nailed it. <laughs> Phil, Phil, Phil gets in there for day three. So, so shout out to uh, Philip Pruce, our buddy. Um, <laughs> he, he's looking, he's got these big aviator sunglasses on. He's got kind of, you know, the longer hair. Rest in peace, Holly. I'm sorry. Um, but he's got the longer hair and, I, and, and the, the way he was looking on Friday night, I kept calling him, uh, Thomas Dimitrov's son. And so I'm like, it's, it's Phil Dimitrov. 
And and I said, man, all you're missing is the is you know the the fancy suit and the big double Windsor tie. And, and he's like, oh, you know, I might have to wear that. So all of a sudden on fucking Saturday, <laughs> he pops up on the on the chat, and there he is in this freaking red suit with a big old tie on <laughs> and lettered face, but he popped in for the first time on Saturday. And when you saw his eyes go to the screen and see Phil, <laughs> this motherfucker wearing a suit. <laughs> the first thing Leonard said when he like he just one of the first like random things he said was he like touched his screen so he could see the name. Like you could tell he would he would touch his screen so he could see who the name was. And he said, "Phil, you like a guru or something?" <laughs> <laughs> Because we all kept asking Phil, like, hey, does that guy yeah. suck? Yeah, and he had, like, the glasses yeah. on. You can tell he's sitting yeah. at the desk. Like. <laughs> that was great. Golly, Leonard was awesome, man. So much fun. So funny. Somebody asked, somebody asked Leonard, Leonard, do you think that's a good pick? You like it? It's like, I'll ask Phil. <laughs> My favorite part was when we asked him if he'd like to do that at LSU, and he said, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> Um, and then uh, we, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention uh, when one young Dalton Dixon got on on Friday night. Um, probably everybody was super cool the whole time we were doing this. Nobody was like fangirling out. Nobody was. We're treating him like one of the dudes. Yeah. Like seriously, he was. He was just like another rectangle on and the fucking fit, and he fit right in so it worked yeah he was just like another square rectangle on the screen during the chat 12 15 people on there dalton gets on oh god friday night because solly invites him solly invited him he was complaining on twitter so I invited he was him. he was upset that he wasn't involved in it so solly shoots him the link and our boy dalt jumps on and those dalt of you that don't know in. dalt's a talker yeah, in case you don't know, in case you don't follow him on Twitter, where all he does is tweet about FSU basketball and FSU football and everything else. Um, Dalton jumps in. Especially drunk Dalton. Yeah, I was like, going to say, and he's hammered. Yes, three sheets to the wind, like he'd been golfing all day, which it turns out he had been. Which he probably Drinking does every a, Friday and Saturday. Fucking, uh, a handful of white claw looks right into the fucking screen and doesn't greet any of us, doesn't say shit to any of us, doesn't even announce that he's there. He just looks right towards where Leonard is on his screen and goes, oh, shit, if it ain't Mr. Three Yards in a Cloud of Dust. <laughs> and we're all just kind of looking around, and we're like, should have booted him right then. <laughs> so he proceeded to dominate the conversation after that. I don't even know if Leonard heard him because <laughs> it was so quick the way it happened and then he just i mean he proceeded to dominate the conversation the rest of the time just asking leonard questions telling leonard that he, how much he knows about ball because he coaches pop warner and he and he played at a division eight hbcu for seven minutes and just i mean like anything you could think of my guy is talking about Leonard's roasted Florida State. He's trying to tell Leonard Florida State doesn't suck. It was uh, 
It was an experience. So much to, to the, the point, point where the rest of us had to be like, Dalton, shut up, dude. Yeah, shut the fuck up, Dalton. And we had <laughs> – I didn't even know this was a feature on Zoom, but I had to put him in the waiting room. I put in time out three times. <laughs> you know you're on one – like, you know you're on one when you get into a fucking video chat with all your boys and you got to be putting time out. <laughs> <laughs> Dalton probably has no recollection of this either. He's going to listen to this and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> then the second or third time I put him in fucking timeout, he says, oh, you're going to do that again? You're going to put me in timeout? Do it again. I won't come. I'm not coming back this time. We're all like, okay. I'm doing it again. <laughs> oh, man. That was an experience. For it being a virtual draft, yeah, for it being a virtual draft, I'm, I think we, like, made the most of it. It was genuinely fun. Yeah. Um, would I want to do the, the virtual draft again? No. Hell no. I don't know how you guys felt about it in general, but Overall. I'd rather be slapping the bag with you boys hanging out in person. But yeah, it, we, we made a good time out of it, and it was fun. Leonard made it awesome. Yeah. You know, I think it would have been a ton of fun with or without him. Right? Absolutely. We were, we were planning on doing it without him. Um, yeah, only Solid knew he was coming, and I didn't even know. Like I shot him the true, link. True, true, true. Like, and we didn't plan on it being there Friday or Saturday either. Yeah. So it would have been fun either way. But <clears throat> what it, you know, in a lot of ways, the Zoom chat was kind of similar to what we had been doing if we were all together anyway, just making fun, right. of roasting the picks, you know, whatever. Um, roasting the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> what what Leonard being a part of it did was made it memorable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so just kind of like check that off. That was a cool experience that happened. And um, yeah, and I know in that vein, there were a lot of people on the timeline that were kind of like, Hey, you know, this, this, there were, I saw some hurt feelings on there. Like, Oh, I didn't get invited or how do I get invited? Um, oh, you guys are going to talk about this a ton, but you're not going to let us be in on it. I mean, it wasn't really like, it was, it was very much a thing that it was just us and like the people that we have in a group text, right? Like a group right. chat, um, and a couple of other added people. So it wasn't some sort of thing that, and, and I, I hope that anybody who's listening doesn't still feel that way because I think the purpose of us sharing some of the stuff wasn't to be sitting there like kind of bragging that Leonard Fournette or a Jaguar player was sitting there talking to us. Cause I, I would hope that, most of you who listen to us or, or know us at all, like that's so far from our fucking style. Like that's, that was not the intent of it. Um, the intent of it very much was to just bear, to, to share the very unique and hilarious situation that was. Definitely. Um, yeah, but uh, good times there. Um, and uh, I wonder if Leonard's ever been on the yacht. That's a good question. We should ask him. Somehow I doubt it. Yeah, that's that's weird. That's that's that's. Uh, yeah, he hangs out with Jay Z and Meek Mill, but doesn't get to go on the yacht. That's the most right. Jaguar shit ever. He's, dude. he's, he's above the really cons when it comes to this type of thing. <laughs> the MAGA Jaguar shit right there. Um, fellas, should we kick it to the jag bag? Jag bag. Jag bag. Hashtag jag bag. Hey. You get the bag and fumble it, I get the bag and flip it and tumble it. Straight out the lot, 300 cash, and the car came with a blood in it. 
The Jag Bag is brought to you by our friends at A1 Sliders, your go-to guys for sliding glass door and window repair. If you live anywhere from New Smyrna Beach um, up through Jacksonville and the sliding glass door on your house performs about as bad as your football team, uh, you should probably give these guys a call um, at 386-538-6835. They will give you a free estimate. Um, You can also check out their website. It's a1sliders.com. If you give them a call, it sort of would be like if you could just take Lamar Jackson and put him on the Jaguars and, you know, kind of all the other issues just kind of take care of themselves. So if you got that annoying slider, give them a call, 386-538-6835 for a free estimate. Now to the Jag Bag. All right, it's time for the Jag Bag. Jag Bag. Jag Bag. Hashtag. Jag bag. <laughs> the Jag bag is our weekly, sometimes weekly, usually weekly segment where we solicit you, the listener, for your questions. Uh, the less serious, the better. And we answer them here on The Bold Take. You can participate in the Jag bag if you have a question for the fellas on the pod by using the hashtag Jag bag on Twitter. <laughs> so, without without any further delay, let us get into it this week, fellas, should we? We ready. Okay. All right. Uh, first question, right off the bat. We're getting real serious here. Um, this one's from our boy E, at that guy E-Dub. And he says, would you guys rather take the COVID-19 nasal test or drink the barf smoothie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the barf smoothie. I may or may not have already agreed to, to to go hang out with some of the local media and slam one for content. Local media? Look, is he cheap? Not us here. <laughs> he's me, he's in the media now. Oh. Are we not? Are we not local media? Our invite was lost in the mail. <laughs> My God. I don't know if we can Stay even go tuned. on here. I think E-Dub, might have, broken, E-Dub <laughs> might have broken the jag bag. <laughs> Who are these people? Um, all over. Some of the local news people. Um, our short pal, Mike Duraco. We're going to get weird. Wow. All right. Well, you kind of hurts. That. Sally, what are we going to be doing while, while uh, Dilla <laughs> goes and hangs out with all his new friends? <laughs> You guys, are gonna get, you guys are going to get COVID-19 tests. <laughs> Somebody else might have to take over here. I'm seriously hurt. <laughs> Shut up, dude. <laughs> um, I think I'd rather do the nasal test. Uh, mixing eggs and fucking Gatorade and everything else that's in that thing. I'm already on the record that I'm tired of talking about this fucking, I don't even know why I asked this question. Now that I found out the dealer's cheating on us, I'm really upset with myself for asking this question. With Mike Duraco? He yes, sounds hideous. Jake <laughs> from State Farm. I can't um, believe Dillard goes and does that, and then, and then afterwards he's like, all right, so you guys want to go get a beer or something? And they're all just like, no, we got to go home, dude. Yeah. You're just here for the smoothie. Yeah. Wow. All right. You know what? For the sake of the pod, Sally, I say that we just be true professionals. Even though we're not media, 
and and just just kind of push on here. What do you say, Sally? I just want to point out that the red Gatorade is what is what ruins it for me. Okay, noted. Thank you. <laughs> um, the next question is from a very 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 good friend of the pod, DJ Delphonic Del, the man. What up, the Del? Legend. Uh, he says, fellas, kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but he has a really direct question for us. Since Todd Walsh has mastered the 4-3, how excited are you to see him scheme up some 3-4? Thanks. <laughs> Hashtag Jack. Dude, the only thing I thought of, I'm not like a football, like technical football expert. The only thing I thought of when I saw this question was, uh, he's going to confuse himself with this defense, isn't he? <laughs> like I said, if we're going to suck, let it be new. <laughs> There's a lot of there's a lot there. There's a lot there's a lot good there in what you're saying. And I think I'm not positive, but I think that would make a great t-shirt. Um because hear me out here. Hear me out. If you're listening, anybody in Jags marketing, um, if you're listening, Dilla just dropped the laptop. If you're listening, I think that could be a really, really good marketing slogan for the season this is a cap free marketing advice <laughs> i think that's i just i gave a great hat idea to the jumbo shrimp today i hope they don't murder my great idea um but <laughs> that's it i mean dilla say it again for the marketing people if we're, if gonna, we're suck, gonna suck make it new that's right we're not even asking you to make it exciting. jaguars football just make it new just make yeah. it fucking new right it's kind of the whole premise behind when you have a shitty quarterback you don't care who the next quarterback is. I mean, you hope they're a good one, but just yeah. give me a new one, right? Like, we yeah. were fired up for Blaine fucking Gabbert. Like, <laughs> and then we were fired up for Blake us. Bortles. Dilla has just struck gold, folks. <laughs> that is the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's not Duval with three U's. No. No, it's not. no sir. It is that right there. They're the least Duval right. thing uh, Moving on. Here in the Jag bag, hashtag Jag bag. Uh, let's see. Let's go to, all right, uh, Pint of Jack from across the pond has, uh, has weighed in, fellas. He would like to know, what do you think the porn of choice is for these esteemed gentlemen? So that's pornography um, for those that maybe aren't. I love Pint of Jack, dude. He's so funny. <laughs> Dave Caldwell, Andrew Norwell, Todd Wash and Chad Khan. So what type of porn is how I'm reading this? What type of porn do you think that these gentlemen all like? Oh, um, I think who, who am I naming again? I forget what player, uh, who am I representing? You know what? You don't have to give all five, four if you don't want to, but the names are Dave Caldwell, Andrew mm. Norwell, Todd Wash and Chad Khan. All right. I'll do Dave Caldwell and uh, Todd Wash. Dave Caldwell watches hentai. <laughs> the the animated like animated porn stuff you know we got it thank you <laughs> and todd wash definitely is about his like ebony porn <laughs> todd wash definitely his his porn home search is just like big black butts you seen that guy <laughs> what are you saying that when Solly grows out his goatee he's gonna love Ebony porn because I think you're on to something Solly's bald I don't need a goatee for that my guy <laughs> what about um, what about Norwell 
Oh, God. He watches that, like, amateur trailer park shit. Yeah, I was going to say that, too. Gonna, yeah, like, that's what I was going to say. With that long hair that he looks like he never washes it. I was going to say yeah. that. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, you, know, Shad, you know what Shad Khan loves? Shad loves that, um, um, what is it, where, where it's, like, really the porn stars, but they're pretending like they're escorts for a night. Because <laughs> that's his real life. That's real life. <laughs> I feel like they got to be blonde for him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see, I could see Norwell, like Norwell and Wash. They're kind of fucked up too a little bit, I think. So I could see them being into. Like, can we talk about this for a second? Let's go. Let's go real off, fucking Richter. Um, like muscle porn. No. <laughs> oh, 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 oh no. that's uh Maslinsky or whatever that's what he's in no, folks do not ever listen. If, if you take one thing from this episode do not google that do not search it on your favorite porn search engine do not do it don't go down i'm telling you you're doing it right now aren't you guys i, I know you guys are Folks, people have already started. Stop it. You cannot listen. I'm leaning into the microphone right now. You cannot unsee a woman with biceps the size of Dillard's head (laughs) utilizing the area between her where her arm, her elbow hinges. (laughs) <laughs> in between her bicep and I've her forearm. Already said too much, Cap. Yeah. All right. Pause. No, the you you can't unsee <laughs> my guy. It's like I don't, what do you call that? You, you call it an army? You can't call it a handy. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, this is you're giving, all, this you're is giving all, a new name to the Army Navy game. This is all Jack's fault. This is all. This is all Jack's fault. Um, wow. Okay. Let me regain my composure. Somebody's um, trying to buy a house uh, where we've all watched that in their kitchen <laughs> together while eating pizza and chicken wings. Hey, there are certain things that when you discover them, everybody you know has to also discover. Them. Just saying. And for me, that's muscle porn. Um, Gold <laughs> underscore Jag Five. Uh, she has asked us. So a lot has been said. I'll preface this question really quick about the choir boy thing, right? And and mm-hmm. was it a concerted effort by Caldwell and Marone and, and and the organization to find guys that are as straight and narrow that aren't going to be potential divas? Was it a real effort, right? So that's kind of where this question's coming from, and and. A lot has been said, a lot's been reported, including commentary by Doug and Dave and um, even uh, punk-ass Mark Long. Um, sorry. I'm a fan of his. <laughs> did I, I say like that, that guy. Did I say that on the internet? Um, so the choir boys thing. She says, besides the new draft picks, who would you say are the top three choir boys on the team right now? This question made me think that maybe the choir boy thing, like as a – team philosophy has been around longer than we th- than we realize because the f- first name that came to mind were recent draft picks uh Yo, same, josh dude. allen and dj Chark yes were the first whoa team. bro same that's what i was gonna say that's insane yeah <laughs> i'm mind blown right now that's like mind two of blown. two i'm like on planet 11 that was crazy 
Is this the 420 episode? I feel like oh. you're in my brain. <laughs> so, so you guys think them for sure? Yeah, definitely. The first two that came to my mind, yeah. yeah. I saw somebody say Miles. Like Miles, I don't. Miles is not a. Nah, I don't think so. Dude, Miles got kicked out of the first game for fighting. Miles in a choir with. No, I would bad. my the third one I was gonna go with. He's a newer player too. He was undrafted, but Trey Herndon. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I don't Real feel quiet. Like, I don't feel like I know enough. He's just quiet, keeps to himself. They yeah, say he doesn't talk quiet. to anybody in the locker room, just real chill. Yeah. Chris Conley is another one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he likes like Star Wars and shit. Yeah. yeah. The, the anime surfer, hentai guy. Yeah. yeah. What kind of porn do you think he likes? Same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it would be kind of fun to just go by every player. Like, we could do a whole episode. <laughs> Touch on all the different genres, you know? I feel like we need to get Leonard on for this question. <laughs> for that Next. question? Yeah. That would be fucking gold. Are you <laughs> All right. Um, so, choir boy thing. Yeah, there's, there's a couple for you there. Let's go to um, – kind of touched on undrafted free agents already. If you had to write an intimately detailed fan fiction about any oh, player, <laughs> did you guys see that? <laughs> First of all, before we answer, did you guys see that? Fucking shit! Yes. Yeah. Oh my god! Poor DJ Shark. No oh, wonder he doesn't want to go on the yacht. Can you like, imagine? It's crazy, bro. Just honestly crazy. That <laughs> I don't really have an answer because someone no made that so weird the other day that we can just skip right over it. I don't, I don't get the, like, once I saw all that, I kind of did some research on what exactly all that is. Yeah. And I don't really get the appeal of the whole fanfic, uh, erotic fanfic thing. Yeah, me either. Not for me. That's what I think, I think it's that, I think it's that their real life isn't interesting enough. So they have to make up some fake life. And listen, uh, you know, I mean, words can be erotic that's fine i understand that um wanting to write one about a player on my favorite team <laughs> i don't or know wanting if to like a re- re- wanting to like read one. do people do that no like i don't e- yeah anyway all right it was it was a funny question from uh big s franklin sean's a good dude uh that was a really weird moment I, like i got on twitter probably an hour or two after all that kind of took place. And I was trying to figure out why, like, I think Sally, you tweeted, I've been wanting to get off this fucking (laughs) forsaken website for some time now. Maybe now is a good time. And I'm like, what happened? What, what the fuck happened? What, like, what is going on? And then I I saw that. I'm like, is this it? And then I read it. I'm like, what the fuck? What is it? (laughs) Who is this person? You why I wanted to get off the website? And I'm not one to kink shame. Look, I mean, I, you know, I don't kink shame. <laughs> Brian uh, Sexton, we're here for you. <laughs> I told you guys, we talked about that. <laughs> if that's what he's into, and that's what his wife's into, I'm, who am I? Who am I, you know? Who am I? Clay, who Clay am I Campbell, I'm sure he loved it too. Oh my God. Uh, we're going south here. Um, <laughs> let's see. Got to go north to handle him. You know, Jimbo asked a question. I feel like this is one we could take like a whole half an episode talking about. But he said, 
Hashtag Jagbag. What are the three most impactful fraud con mistakes since the AFC Championship game? Fuck. I mean, yeah, Nick Foles. I, I feel you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna bookmark that, Jimbo. That may be something during the dead period in between the season starting in like uh, December and yeah, <laughs> in, in the, the summer uh, where we can come back and uh, kind of. You can write a three point five paragraph essay. About I was about that. to say, I'll, I'll give you like FCAT writing on that. I'll give you two thousand words at least. Uh, <laughs> Dear diary. <laughs> all right so uh wolf kaiser said who is the next jag to receive a surprise extension and why is it dd westbrook <laughs> I, I may have audibly laughed earlier when i saw yeah, that that's that's i laughed at that one too that's that's the perfect answer if you have the format of where you ask the question and also answer the question and you do it right we don't even have to give an answer we'll just read it if you're that funny you just get read and that one qualifies. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jack Speech Jack says, the Dillical, he actually used the hashtag, the Dillical has broken both his thumbs and can't tweet for a month. <laughs> I'm not just for the record, Dilla, I am not wishing that. Sounds like a threat, dude. <laughs> you can only get Jack's news tweets from Hacker or Frangie in his place. Choose your fighter. Hashtag Jack. <laughs> All right. So this is where this is going to really suck. I'm blocked by Frangie, so I'm stuck with Hacker. Oh, how'd you get blocked by Frangie? He's like the nicest person in the world. Dude, I probably told him his Gator takes or like Pittsburgh Pirates takes suck. I don't know, man. It was probably factual. If you work for 1010XL and you listen to this and you follow me, ask him to unblock me, please. Thank you. Okay. A um, couple more here. Um, I have would you answer for that one. Would you rather be quarantined? What's that? I had an answer for that one. Oh, go ahead. Excuse me. I'm sorry. So for me, it depends on uh, the medium that I have to get the um, information in. Um, if it's reading, I would take Hacker. <laughs> and if it's talking, I might take, I might consider Frangie. Okay. Like I like if I that. have to listen to him on the radio. Ryan the Hacker Green. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Wolfson Wolfpack's very it's a, own. It's a tough. It's a tough one for me because hackers' takes are just ninety percent garbage, just yeah. terrible. Yeah. Well, and, I mean that's that's kind of his thing. And Rams he's like a space filler. Like he's 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 needed in radio. Yeah, re respect to him for being bad at what he's good at. But um, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. But <laughs> uh, getting to if you're gonna suck, it, make it new. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. Frangie, um, for me, is like, he's a good dude, but I I just, and I could sit down and have a beer with him and, and just talk about sports and life and be fine. But as the play-by-play -play guy, he has become more positive Paul than – Martino, and I didn't even know that was fucking possible. Like, I mean, this guy thinks everybody on the team or everybody that we signed is the greatest thing since sliced bread, and I couldn't take that. I would rather – I think I'd rather read Hacker's tweets. It's literally every one of Frangie's tweets is just, oh, I think this guy's going to be fantastic. And it's like, no, you know, there's just certain people in this world. I don't consider myself a negative person. Yes, I go on rants. I crack these jokes. In my everyday life, I'm – 
a really positive person. I'm, I'm thankful for what I have. I try and keep a positive outlook on shit. But there are certain people, like <laughs> my pal Curtis Dvorak and Frank French <clears throat> and Martino and these cats who are just overly like, oh, you got to look at it like the glass half full all the time. Bullshit. Sometimes my guy in the glass doesn't have any fucking water in it. Sometimes you got to be real. <laughs> like sometimes shit just is bad. In the universe, there is no such thing as everything being okay. And if you just think positively all the time, then things are going to be great. That's not fucking true. Not fucking true. Fact. So anyway, that's why I'd probably pick Hacker. Um, yeah. That hurts. What a terrible question. Ooh, that, <laughs> that's your boy. No, that was Jags Walker. Uh, oh, my bad. Oh, yeah. Wait. Mine was put us in a bad headspace. Okay, here's one for you. Hashtag Jag Bag. Which one of you is the best cook, and could you outcook Dave Caldwell? Apparently, Dave said on another podcast that he was a solid cook. Yeah, on T-Wigs today. Uh, I think Cap is probably the best cook of all of us. Yeah, he's Italian. Yeah, yeah I'm, a, I'm a decent cook. I, I like to think that I could outcook a guy named Dave Caldwell. Yeah. <laughs> when Cat makes pasta, he calls it with the Italian accent. Regatoni. <laughs> yeah, well, like, my, my wife, like you, you're not allowed to say certain things in my house. Like, you can't say ricotta. Like, <laughs> you got to get that ricotta cheese. No, we don't say that. Um, definitely don't say ricotta. Um, what, do you, what do you call it? Regatta. Ricotta, gotcha. <laughs> good though. <laughs> All right, next you question. Uncultured swine. <laughs> you uncultured swine. Regatta. Uh, <laughs> I, I regret to tell you this question's done. <laughs> <laughs> My lord. Um, all right. Last one. It's, not, it's just we're gonna get this joke off and that's it will you guys be able to get Fournette on a zoom call again next year when he's on the rams <laughs> hey he he said though he said if i'm traded i'll still hit you guys up sometime so probably i think him and solly bonded probably. And solly's bond with leonard Fournette brought him to the group well there was a period in that conversation and we'll leave it at this before we uh <laughs> spill all the beans but there was a period in the conversation where I asked Leonard if he remembered throwing Solly the ball in Denver. Mm -hmm. And he goes, and I don't know if he knew, like had put two and two together. Solly, because you guys had met since then, right? You had him autograph it up at, uh, yeah. Um, Mello. Mello Mushroom, Mello. Yeah. And so I don't think that he knew you were football guy in Denver when you, when you invited him. Right. Probably not. I don't think so, no. Yeah. I, I can't imagine yeah. how he would, but maybe. So the way he reacted was hilarious because he's yeah. like, oh, is that you? Yeah. Like, yeah that's <laughs> I've that also that lost was. a little bit of hair since then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was Solly. And he's like, oh, I got a hell of a fucking arm, don't I? That shit cracked me in. Oh, boy. All right. Well, uh. I think that's it. You guys want to break who we're, we're having on on the next pod or just kind of leave it out there? All right. 
I'll break it. We, on the next podcast, we have Tony uh, Kong, Joe Biden coming on. <laughs> Joe Biden. Just kidding. Uh, you'll have to so tune bad. in. You'll have to tune in, fuckers, to see who we got coming on. We got, we got somebody who's really good with the draft to uh, give you kind of, you know, an unbiased opinion on what, the, on what he thinks the, the Jaguars did and, and some analysis on some of these players as well. So uh, keep an eye out for that. We're trying to do that this week as well, right, boys? Sometime end of the week or something? Yeah, end of the week. Maybe Monday, Tuesday, depending. Okay. All right. Well, uh, if nobody has anything else, I would just like to say I love you, JB. Love you, JB. Love you, JB.